when I was about when I was about ten or eleven, I had this dream, uh, one of those dreams that um, has just stayed with me ever since. That's a long time ago, all right. Um, Anyway, so it stuck with me ever since. And in this dream, I might have, uh, you, some of you might have heard this before, but in this dream I was um, just walking down the, down the road from uh, my, my good friend Ollie's house on uh, Cecil Road up in Wadestown. And, um, and I saw in, in the gutter this cloud, and it, and it wasn't very big. It was like about this long and kind of tube-shaped, tube and it was just lying there, lying there in the gutter. And, and so I went up and had, and had a look, and I could actually somehow see inside this cloud. And, and what inside just, just really, really thrilled me uh, and really excited me. I, I remember there being, being, um, being light. And, and I think I remember there being um, like people. Uh, and I think I remember like singing. And, uh, but whatever it was, it was definitely the light kind of stands out. Whatever it was that was going on there, um, I, I wanted to be in there. I wanted to be in that cloud, in the gutter. <laughs> I somehow wanted to be in that place. I didn't want to wake up. I really didn't want to wake up. And, um, and it was one of those kind of dreams that, um, you know, you keep going to sleep, you know, and, and I just wanted to have that dream again because I just wanted to kind of get into that cloud. And I think it was a dream about heaven. And, and I think, uh, you know, this is why I wanted to be there. Um, God's dwelling place. Heaven is God's dwelling place. And, and I think the reason that I just so desperately wanted to be in that cloud, in the gutter, was, was because I was being go, uh, drawn, drawn to God himself. Like we, we long for more. I, I wonder if uh, everybody longs for more. And because we learn pretty quick. Uh, even as a toddler, and maybe even before that, that life actually hurts. You bump your head or something like that. We took Eli to the hospital was it last Sunday, the Sunday before, because he, he was climbing up on the couch and he fell off the couch and he landed on a wooden box, a cajon of all things. It ended up with a dent in his head. And if you know Eli's story, like <laughs> we don't really want to see head injuries that Eli's fine. He's just, got a, he's just got a dent in his head. So never mind. So you learn pretty early on that life hurts. Life hurts, and, and also toddlers uh, learn pretty quickly, and, and we all learn pretty quickly that we don't, uh, we, we want things, and we might not get what we want, but when we do get what we, what we want, what we really, really, really want, it still doesn't, it still doesn't satisfy. It still doesn't satisfy this deeper longing. We want more. It's like an itch that can't be scratched by material things. I've got an itch, this is probably a bit too personal, actually, I've got an itch on my chest that I've had for, for 12 years. Yeah, serious. I went to the doctor. They didn't know what it was, so I just got itch this thing. It, you know, it's like a thorn on my side, whatever. It's an it's a itch. It's an itch that can't be scratched by material things or even really, really good relationships. Now, you might find yourself in a great relationship, but even that doesn't sort of scratch this, this inner longing for more. All of us have this longing for more. In the Old, in the Old Testament book of uh, Ecclesiastes, I wonder if I've got this up on this next slide. No, I've got to save, save up that next slide. In Ecclesiastes, it says in chapter 3, verse 11, God has placed eternity in the human heart. And we have eternity in our hearts, but we have this tension <laughs> uh, because we know, we learned early on as a, as a two-year-old, that, well, maybe earlier, depends, or later, uh, that, that actually we were limited. And, uh, and, and we, we're, we're mortal. Like our days are numbered. 
And so we have this eternity, but we ha- we have an inability to see beyond our lifespan, or an inability to see, um, you know, beyond this week, or you know, even beyond this day. We we might imagine what it's like, but we can't see it. We can't be there. And so, in this eternity in our hearts, is like longing for more. And, and it's not just it's not just to live forever. It's not just living forever that we want, but we want to live forever, forever with um, fulfillment, yeah. purpose. Like we, we want meaning. We want to feel happy. Yes, <laughs> I mean, imagine feeling living forever and not being happy. It'd not be, it'd be, be sad, wouldn't it? Um, we want to be peaceful while we're living forever. And, and while we're at it, like ditching, we want to ditch pain and suffering. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure, this is what we long for. I think everybody longs for this. And the word that describes this reality is, is heaven. In the, in the Bible, heaven is, is understood as the place where God is. Heaven is God's dwelling place. And there's a really, really strange story in the Old Testament in, in Genesis 11. And at that time, everybody spoke the same language. And, and they gravitated, they all kind of settled in, this, uh, in the land of, of um, Shina uh, or Babylonia, which today is, is, is this uh, land that was probably overlapping um, Iraq and Iran. And they came up with this grand idea. This is their grand idea. They said to themselves, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower. Let us build a city, ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. That sounds like not a bad idea, eh? Build a big, big tower, reaching all the way up into heaven. But when you, when you dig into it, the, what these people are probably, probably wanting to do is they, they wanted to build some kind of temple. And they were like reaching into heaven, but not to bring glory to God, not to worship God, uh, instead, they wanted to make a name for themselves. That's what they said. Let us make a name for ourselves. They wanted to bring themselves glory. And I, and I wonder if actually, in a way, they wanted to make themselves gods or like gods. But whatever their motivation, it wasn't good. And, and God, God who is God, God who dwells in heaven, he just wasn't having a bar of it. And so knowing that this, this plan is only going to lead to more pain and, and more suffering and, and the worst of humanity... God, in his mercy, he comes down and, and he confuses their language. Like, of all the things to do, I think this is kind of funny. But he confuses their language so they couldn't understand each other. And, uh, and uh, if you've been involved in any kind of project that involves people, being, under, uh, being able to understand each other is actually pretty important. But now they all speak different languages and they were confused. And, uh, and the irony is that this actually led to them being scattered all over the world. So they said, this, let's make this tower this we just be dispersed over the face of the earth, and actually that's exactly what happened. They were dispersed over all the world. <clears throat> they longed for more. So if you long for more, like trying to make your own way to heaven, or or trying to become a god or godlike, isn't actually going to work out very well. I don't know if you've had a go at that. Becoming like God. Uh, and you know, you you actually won't get to where you want to be. Uh, like, give me a wave if you like superhero movies. Man, I'm sure some of the details would have put up your hands. But anyway, um, I'm just, like, 
You love, like people love superheroes, eh? Superhero movies. And all the best superhero movies are like this. Uh, who's, seen, who's seen Iron Man? I love this. I love this picture. Anyway, we've got Iron Man and we've got Tony Stark. And I love it because they're just sitting on the couch watching TV looking <laughs> pretty unhappy. So he's Tony Stark. He's this rich genius. Um, he builds a special outfit and it gives him superhuman, activi- <laughs> superhuman abilities. He becomes Iron Man. He can fly. And, and, and do other amazing things, right? But then, but then he's flawed. And so you can, you can Google it. You can Google what were Iron Man's flaws. And so I did. And Because uh, <laughs> sometimes when you're preparing a sermon, you get a bit distracted. What were Iron Man's flaws? <laughs> That's true. So anyway, 10 weaknesses you didn't know Iron Man had. Rust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rust, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yes, that's not on the list. So now he's got 11 weaknesses. <laughs> so uh, alcoholism was one of his weaknesses. His ego was one of his weaknesses. He had a weakness for women. And he um, has, had a dependence on technology. He wiped half his memory clean. That's not a good thing to do. His, his heart was a weakness because it was electronically powered. Well, powered with something anyway. And uh, he... His own creation of supervillains. Don't do that. Um, I don't really understand this, but I'll just read it out anyway. No blast control in his suit. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But if you're going to build an Iron Man suit, make sure you've got blast control. Someone can <laughs> explain that to me afterwards. <laughs> One of his weaknesses was that he, uh, his, his mistreatment of his workers. He didn't treat his workers very well. And he lacks self-control. So poor old Tony Stark. So anyway, he becomes like a god, becomes Iron Man, but he has all these weaknesses. He wanted, he wanted more, but his special outfit, it's, you know, it's this external thing. It doesn't sort out these issues that actually he's got going on inside, issues of the heart. You know, it's, just, it's a movie. It's a comic book series. But it, but it shows the reality of what we're like. And this is why I think, you know, the best movies and the... Uh, the best stories, actually, they show the reality of what we are, what we're like. We have eternity in our hearts. We all have eternity in our hearts, but we're so flawed we don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and then in, into our world steps Jesus. He comes down from heaven, and it's incredible. Jesus is amazing. He's born as, as a human baby, like. You know, rather than being, being strong and mighty and having this amazing Iron Man suit, he comes like a baby and he comes to rescue us and he connects, he connects the dots. He makes it possible for people to have eternal life. He gives us legitimate access to God, to the one true God in heaven. And he sees our flaws and he sees our broken hearts and he, and he knows what's going in, inside here. And he, and he brings healing, and he brings restoration, and he brings wholeness, and he forgives us. Uh, John, 1, John 1 9 says, If we forgive, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So he brings restoration from within. Forgiveness is instantaneous. But, oh, thank you, God, because you know, you do something wrong, it means you can go straight to God and go, Oh, Lord, I've just done this thing. I've just done this thing. He forgives us. He, he forgives us straight away because it was all dealt with at the cross. 
But the, he- the healing of our hearts is a bit more of a journey. It's a journey that we embark on, and, and every day we get closer, and then, and then one day when, when our heart stops beating and we-, and we finally step into heaven, that is complete. So he cleanses us from all wickedness. This is a, this is a process. And Jesus also says this. He goes, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, if, you haven't, if you haven't given your heart to Jesus yet, then I pray that you would open your hearts to him and allow him to take the reins off your lives. It's the best thing you can do. Best thing you can do. Right, pop reference number two coming up. This is from the 80s. Who, who remembers that song, Heaven is a Place on Earth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be stuck in your head now for the rest of the day. Belinda Carlisle, classic 1987 look. Ooh, baby, do you know what it's worth? She had a higher voice than me. Heaven is a place on earth. Sing along. They say in heaven, love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth. Why don't we sing that this morning? Yeah. Maybe the, the theology's a bit off, but anyway. Heaven is a place on earth. Pardon? Next week. Yeah. And two, two months ago, back in May, we, we actually celebrated Pentecost Sunday. You're going to wonder why I just dropped that whole chorus and just keep singing it. Heaven is a place on earth. Anyway, so two months ago, we celebrated Pentecost Sunday, the day the Holy Spirit came and filled 120 believers who had gathered in an upstairs room in Jerusalem. It was just 50 days after his death and resurrection and, and, uh, and 10 days after Jesus ascended into heaven. And, and then... And then on Pentecost Sunday, heaven invaded earth. So we go back and we read it. I know that we've uh, probably read it. Oopsie, Daisy, back one. It says this, Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Then suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Like the sound and the wind was from heaven. It was though God himself was blowing on them, breathing into them. I love what uh, N.T. Wright says, Tom Wright if you're on first name basis. I'm not. Anyway, N.T. Wright, he says this, As heaven and earth were joined in the person of the ascended Jesus, so now the breath of heaven comes to earth, constituting Jesus' followers as the new temple, the people in whom the powerful divine presence truly dwells. Crazy is right. (laughs) But amazing. Heaven invaded that room. That's what we're singing about this morning. Hey, let heaven come. Heaven invaded that room. It was heaven on earth. Yeah, Jesus made, made this place, you know. No, I'm going to say that. Heaven is a place on earth. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. It was heaven on earth. The, the believers, the believers were, ever, were forever connected with heaven. 
and you see and you see glimpses of heaven on earth and what and what follows. If you keep reading on in Acts and just like notice, he like heaven invading earth. But the first thing they did was they began speaking in other languages. And and then and they, they began speaking other languages and they left that room and they were out, out in the street and, and, and all these people that were that were there um, for the for the Pentecost festival, all these Jews that but they but they speak different languages and they could understand. They could understand what was being spoken. It was a reversal of what, what happened at the Tower in the Tower of Babel story that we just looked at a bit in, a bit ago in Genesis. So so rather than than people you know, who could all speak the same language and, and like forcing their way into heaven to make a name for themselves. Instead, it's like heaven like, de- like descends, like comes down upon them. Rather than people forcing their way to heaven with a brick building, the breath of heaven blows down upon them. And rather than confusion resulting from different languages being spoken, rather than being confusion, there was understanding and amazement. It's an amazing, amazing picture of heaven, heaven on earth. The problem isn't the different languages. The problem is the confusion, right? But they could understand. There was understanding and an amazement. That's amazing. Jesus had promised that the Holy Spirit would come and fill them with power from heaven. He says this in Luke 24, 49. Heaven was the source of the power they experienced and then overflowed with. Heaven was the source. And I like sauces. <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon you can make anything bad taste good if you've got the right sauce, like Apostle's Hot Sauce from out in Paikakariki. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Or Cully's Range, because uh, t- total tangent. Anyway, sauces, sauce. Back to where we were at. A, a couple of weeks ago, I was at home. Um, we were at home with the kids. I think it was a Saturday. And, and then the lights started to flicker in our house. And they, they flickered a few times. They would kind of flickered a bit. And I looked over at Elena and, did you notice that? Yeah, I noticed. She said, yeah, I noticed that. And, then, and it happened a few times. And, and then this went out. And then, the, and then the heater turned off. It was a cold day, but the heater turned off and the fridge turned off. And I like to know, like, you know, when your power goes out, is this the same for everybody or is it just us, right? And so I go look out the window and there's a fire in, the, in a power pole across the road. Dramatic, hey! I was like a bit exciting. I was like, "Oh, it's my chance!" Call one one one. Fire engine arrives, and the funniest bit was so the you know power pole across the road on fire, and then um, and we get a text from the neighbours saying, "Oh, is your power out?" We go, "Yeah, the power pole's you know power pole's on fire across the road." It turns out that they were, if they just turned their heads like this way, you know, out the window, they would have seen that too. Anyway, power was out. It was dramatic. It was amazing. It was amazing. So. I, I was, had, a, had a photo I was going to show, but it didn't really work out. But the, um, what happened was uh, the, the fire actually kind of died out on its own, which was amazing. The fire engine did arrive, and we uh, were out of power for a few hours. But it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting when things like that happen, eh? <clears throat> and you get to call 111. <laughs> I saved the day. <laughs> anyway. But, but we really don't think too much about whether, where our power comes from un- until it stops, eh? Until it stops, until it cuts out. And it actually seems to happen quite a lot in Karakoro. We have quite a few power cuts, eh? Anyway. So the, the source of power, the secret source of power, is important for, for at least two reasons, two reasons I can think of anyway. Well, one, we want our source of power to be reliable, and which for us is, you know, so-so. But, but we also want power to be, be good quality, good quality power. The believers in that upper room were filled with power from heaven. Heaven 
Heaven is where God is. So heaven, heaven is eternal. Heaven is limitless. Heaven is endless. So that, so that power from heaven, it keeps on flowing. No power cuts, right? <laughs> That's the connection. <laughs> also, also, heaven is incredibly far, far better than we can possibly imagine. Far better. Far better, especially if you imagine heaven in that sort of cartoon image of, you know, cherubs playing harps on clouds. That's a stink heaven. No one wants to go there. We want the heaven where God is. Yeah. Hey? That's right. and, that, and that heaven is amazing, far better than we can possibly imagine. And then so you see what the believers did. Okay, so we're talking about the source of their power. One is that there's power, that's, it's endless. What, and the next thing is that the power is good quality. And so you see what those believers did. You see what they said, how they lived after this moment. And it, and it reflects heaven. It reflects the quality of heaven. It's good power. Good wine comes from good grapes, comes from a good vine. So the, the people around the believers... About uh, you know around these empowered believers, they got a taste of heaven just by just by being near them. They got a taste of that good wine. One of the one of the one of the beautiful pictures of heaven in the Bible comes from from Revelation twenty two. I, I love this. I'm just going to read it. This is Revelation chapter twenty two. John. John is having this vision of, uh, of heaven, eh? And, and he says this, he says, Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and, and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit and, and a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything. For the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and His servants will worship Him, and they will see His face, and His name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there, no need for for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Amazing. Now some of the things... There's some of the things to notice. There's a lot, actually, but I just want to highlight a few things to notice. The throne of God and the Lamb. It's God's dwelling place. And then from this throne, there's water of life flowing from there, like sustaining life forever. And then, uh, and then there's this tree growing alongside the banks of that river, the tree of life. And the, the tree provides provides food, crops of fruit with a fresh crop every season. It provides food. There's no more hunger. And the leaves of the tree are for healing. So this, is a, this speaks of an end to disease and suffering. Okay, all these things that we actually long for in our hearts, right? God's servants see the Lamb of God, Jesus, and worship Him. And there's no night... <laughs> Instead, the light of God illuminates and provides all the light that's needed. Like, man, who doesn't look forward to that? I look forward to that a lot. No more power guts, yes. But something else to notice is that, that heaven reflects God. 
It's like heaven is an extension of who God is. And, and we can think about the kinds of things that Jesus did when he, when he walked this earth. He fed people. He fed hungry people, just like in heaven. No, no more hunger. He, he healed people, just like in heaven. No more disease. Jesus healed people. He set people free. He set people free from demons. Like it talks in this passage about there not being a curse upon anything. Jesus set people free from curses, set people free from demons. He restored people. He raised people from the dead, right? No more death. Instead, life. Jesus raised people from the dead. And ultimately, he, he defeated death when, when he resurrected himself. He was given authority to raise himself from the dead, it says in the Scriptures. He defeated death. What else did Jesus do? He calmed the storms. <laughs> he made water from he made wine from water. So he he he's, he goes about and he's bringing joy, and he and he's and he's loving people. He's bringing love. He's giving people hope. He's the Prince of Peace. Like all these things, say, hey, because Jesus is heaven on earth. That's quite hard to get your head around, eh? But he's, he's like walking around, like showing what heaven is like. And, and this means, like if you're, if you're a follower of Jesus, and if you've given your lives to Jesus, and, and if you're learning to become more like him, then it means that, that we also reflect heaven on earth to those around us. And then hopefully they too will, will be drawn towards heaven. And, and most importantly to Jesus who reigns from heaven. You know, like that dream I had when I just, I was like drawn to that cloud that was in the gutter. I just wanted to be there. And, and maybe like we can be like that cloud in a gutter. <laughs> like, and, the thing, and the things that we do and, and uh, you know, whether we're at church or, we, you know, when we go home and or whether we're at uni or at school or, uh, you know, whatever situations we're in, like actually, like actually somehow reflecting heaven, like almost somehow being heaven on earth for, the, for those around us so that they can taste it and, and kind of catch a glimpse of it. So we, we long for more, hey? All of us long for more. And, and, and I reckon that there's, there's an invitation, this constant invitation to, to keep seeking more of the taste of heaven, to keep inviting the breath of heaven into our, into our daily lives, to, u- to use our minds to actually think about the goodness of heaven and to, to dwell on the goodness of heaven, to like, like, like saturate ourselves, like, uh, you know, in what the Bible says, uh, says about heaven or, or seeing what heaven might look like. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to think about good things to think about the goodness of heaven. And we, and we can cultivate that longing in our heart uh, for heaven by actually making time and space in our, in our, in our daily and, and weekly rhythms and routines to, to wait on God and, and to connect with heaven and to connect with the power uh, that, that comes from heaven for us. Our plug for the thin place, right? When, when we worship and we wait on God on Saturday night. It's a, it's a moment that we can actually go, oh, God, I just uh, long for you, long for more of you. 
And, and we can also, uh, at, at the same time, go about, go about our lives blessing those around us with the good things from heaven. I love, uh, I mentioned it last week, 2 Corinthians 2.15, which speaks about being, being like a heavenly aroma, smelling like heaven. Jesus smelt like heaven to those around him, and they just he, they were drawn to him. It's, you know, sometimes we, we hear a phrase like, like power from heaven, and, and our minds like, might just go, go quickly to the, to the dramatic, to the, to the incredible, to the, to the mind-blowing things. You know, that's, that's good, right? If, if you pray for somebody and they're healed, that's amazing. That's amazing. But, but, but we can also be thinking about the less extraordinary things. Like when we had that power cut a few weeks ago, the lights went out, the heater goes out. Uh, I couldn't make a coffee anymore. Actually, I figured out. I used the gas cooker. It was fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> you know, but it was the ordinary things that stopped working. The power, you know, like if we had a power cut today, it would be stink. Our, te- our heaters would turn off. The heaters, they're doing, they're doing their best. They're slowly warming us up. But the, but the power, electricity is, is often for ordinary things, for ordinary stuff. And it's the ordinary stuff that I think we, we, uh, we might want to consider. In, in Galatians, book of Galatians, Paul is talking about walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Like he's actually warning the, the church in Galatia, you know, to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, like, like to keep in rhythm with the, with the Spirit. But, but rather than the miraculous... And the extraordinary spiritual things, he, he highlights actually what's really important and actually a bit ordinary. And this is what he says in uh, Galatians 5. How do you like that? Galatians 5.22. I don't know why I set it up like this, but when I was thinking about this morning, it's a bit like a step ladder, eh? It's a bit like walking up these steps, so anyway. Yes, dear way to heaven. He says this, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit, so rather than the fruit of the Spirit being extraordinary things, right? It's ordinary things. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Kindness. Oh, man, that's one we could sit on for ages. Simply being kind to other people. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. That's another really, really um, important one, I think, in our world today. Self-control. Against such things there is no law. Imagine if Tony Stark had all of this going on inside of me when he became Iron Man. Oh, that would have been a special way. Self-control. Against such things there is no law. As, uh, I'm finishing up now. But my encouragement is to keep to keep longing for more, and keep making space in, in our lives. Like keep keep uh, keep seeking that more of God. Like there's a longing in our heart for a reason. That eternity in our heart's there for a reason. And and at the same time, be thinking about well, if the Holy Spirit is here, and the Holy like in in our midst, and the Holy Spirit is in me, then then there's a sense that heaven is also in me. And, and that goodness of heaven can escape out of me or overflow from me to, to bless those around us, to bless those around me. 
and we can start walking in step. Like this is what Paul's talking about, walking in step with the Spirit, which means walking in step means going, well, the Spirit of God, God himself loves people. So I can start walking in step with it like this and love people. I'm going to fail, right? It's what we do. But we can begin step by step. The Holy Spirit is, is one of joy. Uh, you can't really manufacture a joy. But we can invite that into us and into our hearts and actually try to have that, um, I guess, a, a joyful outlook. Peace, patience, kindness. Kindness is one that we can definitely begin practicing. <laughs> Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and begin like exploring these, you know, these things with the, with the people around us. I reckon that uh, God changes the world through ordinary people doing ordinary stuff. Amen. All right. Well, shall we stand? Yes, yeah, do that. Yeah, yes. Um, we'll sing that song again now. Yeah. Oh yeah, did you? Have, you were there? Yeah, that'd be cool. What's it called again? I'll give the CVTV a head up. Heads up. Uh, oh Lord, we seek your face. Lord, we seek your face. Hopefully, might be on the screen. Yeah, Lord, we do. We seek your face today. Lord, thank you for, for the way that you've made us, Lord, that you, you, you placed eternity in our hearts. And Lord, we, we, we long for more. We are built for more. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one that, that connects the dots. Lord, you, you, you give us eternal life when we believe in you and, you and you shape us from within. Thank you for that power from heaven that you sent upon the church 2,000 years ago. Thank you that that power is endless. Thank you that that power is still flowing today. Let your kingdom come, Lord. <laughs>